This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, July 24th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Water Board increasing ag fees. More trade aid details to come this week. And Grassley pushes tougher USMCA enforcement. Water Board will update water quality fees for ag lands. A coalition of ag groups is getting closer to resolving one of many issues related to the cost of compliance. The stakeholder group has been reviewing proposed fee increases from the State Water Resources Control Board and has worked with staff to keep costs reasonable. The final decision will guide how California charges farmers and ranchers for a water quality program that is expected to expand statewide. Their program relates to requirements with irrigation and nitrogen management plans and water runoff. This week, the group agreed on a fee structure to present to the board for approval in September. But in a state with so much diversity of agriculture, agreeing to one option like this can be a steep hurdle. If the objective was to get complete agreement within agriculture, said Tim Johnson of the California Rice Commission, we wouldn't have even started. We'd all spend this money drinking. Bob Gore of the Gualco Group agreed. We've been ping-ponging this back and forth for three or four years, and it's time to do something or go home, he said at the meeting. After rates are approved, the ag stakeholders will work with staff on reducing other costs of compliance. They might look at decreasing the type and number of water quality tests or reporting requirements. For more, Western Growers has detailed a blog post explaining the complexity of California's fees on ag lands. Newsom in Sanger this morning to sign drinking water bill. The governor is motoring through the Central Valley to visit the tiny community of Tombstone in the town of Sanger. He will sign Senate Bill 200, a bill by Senator Bill Monning of Carmel that creates a safe drinking water fund. Newsom has already allocated $130 million in the budget for the fund. The people of Tombstone are among the one million living without clean drinking water in California. On that note, Newsom has also signed a bill on safe harbor from accidental take. SB 62 extends the safe harbor exemption for farmers and ranchers for another three years. This covers incidents when a farmer may accidentally kill an endangered or threatened species during routine agriculture activities. The bill originally extended this statute permanently. Purdue reveals first key MFP detail. Long-awaited details of the Trump administration's new trade aid package will be out by the end of the week on Thursday, according to one Capitol Hill source. But Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue has revealed one key aspect. Every qualifying farmer will receive at least $15 an acre. Perdue also confirmed to reporters yesterday that sign-up for the market facilitation program will be in August, with payments to go out shortly after that. The payments will be based on county rates that USDA hasn't disclosed yet. Disaster aid update? Purdue said he expects the White House Office of Management and Budget to finish its review of USDA's 2019 disaster aid program by August, and that sign-up could start later in the month or in September. Grassley, GOP should support Dems' concern on USMCA enforcement. Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley is a strong supporter of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement but he's calling on fellow conservatives to support efforts by Democrats to ensure enforcement of labor standards in Mexico. 
The Iowa Republican told reporters yesterday he would vote for USMCA as it is now, but he also stressed that if there are problems with enforcement, I just want to make clear that Republicans ought to want enforcement the same way Democrats want enforcement. Mexico's legislature has already approved a bill to rewrite about 700,000 labor contracts and give more power over pay and benefits to unions and workers. But many U.S. lawmakers are reluctant to trust the Mexican government without independent enforcement. The House Democrats' USMCA Working Group is scheduled to meet once again this week to resume talks about their demands on USMCA with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer. USDA eyes 2020 for final biotech regs. U.S. Department of Agriculture hopes to finalize the overhaul of its regulatory process for biotech crops by the middle of next year. But the department is getting a number of requests to first extend a public comment period that's set to end August 5th. A proposed rule issued in June would exempt many crop modifications that could be achieved through conventional breeding. Among the groups wanting the comment period extended is the National Grain and Feed Association, which is seeking mandatory notification for those exempt products. NGFA worries that undisclosed biotech products could result in trade disruptions. Bobby Frederick, the NGFA's Director of Legislative Affairs and Public Policy, said, We need the tools, these new crop traits, but we absolutely need the markets. For more on how FDA, EPA, and USDA are revising biotech regulations, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. Dairy program enrollment inches upward. Enrollment in the new dairy margin coverage program has topped 13,000. That according to the first of what will be weekly reports from the USDA on the DMC signup. Wisconsin alone accounts for almost one-third of the enrollment. As of Monday, there were 13,240 farms enrolled out of 37,468 licensed dairy operations nationwide, and 4,121 of those DMC participants are in Wisconsin. Minnesota is second with enrollment with 1,511 farmers, followed by New York at 1,397, and Pennsylvania with 1,137. The farms that have enrolled in DMC have qualified for $145 million in payments so far, with $41 million of that going to the Wisconsin operations. Wisconsin has 23% of the licensed U.S. dairy farms. Here's today's She Said It. It might be, but we don't know. could be something else. That Dr. Biente Ritz, a public health professional at UCLA, Ritz was commenting on a key scientific detail that led Cal EPA to decide to cancel its first pesticide. You can read the full investigation in the AgriPulse West newsletter later this morning. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, July 24th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nelly.